1: On the handsome pod, chatting with friends on the handsome pod.
2: Cheers. Welcome to the handsome pod with uh, Tig Notaro and my co hosts. I'm May Martin. And I'm Fortune Femester. <laughs> and we're coming at you handsome as ever. You're right.
1: You're both looking very handsome. Mm-hmm. May is Thank rocking you. a hat. Yeah, I feel very cozy. My brain's all tucked in tight. I got massive headphones. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm.
2: tight, ha- tight hat, tight <laughs> hat, tight hat, real tight hat, <laughs> and we're all rocking
3: t-shirts. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> <What> yeah. <else? laughs>
2: I got my CVS readers on. Yeah, very handsome. It's a good look for two ninety nine, and that is two dollars and ninety nine cents. <laughs> not to be confused with the bigger number. Fortune, you're you're not wearing your merch no, this time.
3: Th- this time I'm wearing a t-shirt that was given to me from a venue. Honestly, if anyone gives me t-shirts, I wear them if they're comfortable.
1: That's really good to (laughs) know. Yeah.
3: Yeah. If they're comfortable, they fit me, I will wear them. So I could be like a
2: walking billboard. And are you ever like, wait, what does this say? All the the time. And then you look down and you you realize (laughs) that you've been promoting something. Some fascist (laughs) group. I mean,
3: I'm not that out of touch but i've definitely like been Mm -hmm. promoting like a local ice cream shop from some random (laughs) city i went to or you know whatever or a pizza parlor
2: (laughs) and have you found out if they've seen any numbers go up you know
3: nobody's uh followed up to to say like (laughs) business has been booming i will say i did wear this one t-shirt uh if you live in north carolina uh it was known that Whoever was in charge of our elevators, I don't know the position. It's one of those transportation elected positions. This woman put her face on every elevator in North Carolina, and her name was (laughs) Cherry Berry. So (laughs) anyone that lived in North Carolina, if you just say the name Cherry Berry, they would go, they go, she lifts me up. Oh my god! <laughs> so the this company made a shirt that said Cherry Berry lifts me up, and I wore it on. And they, I think they like sold a bunch of those shirts. It <laughs> is
2: so great. I
1: really want one. I really yeah. want. It's
3: one. hurt like it's this older woman's face, and it says Cherry Berry, and so for years we'd go Cherry Berry.
2: <laughs> well, what about does Cherry Berry have? People that are not behind her that maybe started T-shirts that say Cherry Berry Let Me Down. Oh, my God. Well,
3: people started (laughs) getting... I don't know what her political affiliation is. People start to get um, into that. And I go, no, no, no. I don't want to know. I don't want to yeah. know. <laughs> okay, I don't okay. want any information. Just let me have my cherry berry lifts me up. <laughs> I don't want to know if she's, you know, of a, you know,
1: what her belief system is. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, let me have this. They also yeah. have
3: said that her name is actually Cherie Berry. And I go, uh-uh. <laughs> everyone, <laughs> uh, everyone in my god, I call her Cherry Berry. <laughs> yeah. So I refuse, I refuse to hear the reality of the situation.
2: Well, I think that's that's a good uh, stance to take. Thank there's you. There's there's other moments in life where you can refuse to hear the truth, and that seems like a, a harmless <laughs> one.
1: Yeah. Dig your heels in.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Sh- cherry Berry y'all anyway that's just a little bit of north carolina trivia for you
1: i really like that i want to make her the most famous person in the world like I, that if everybody just joined in and decided we're gonna make cherry berry the biggest celebrity on earth
3: <laughs> <laughs> well so far a real local legend in
2: uh, north carolina that's we should it. get a, a question submitted by cherry berry <laughs> oh my god yes <laughs> she would be like Why do I-
3: <laughs> first off it's Shuri. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if we have any listeners in north carolina which we do <laughs> yeah if you run into cherry berry Get the audio recording of her question and answer and send it on in. What if her question was, Do
3: you believe marriage is between a man and a woman? (laughs) Yeah, it was like vehemently anti trans. Yeah.
1: We're like, Oh, never mind.
3: Yeah. She's like, I got a laundry list of things I'm upset about. (laughs) Yeah. One of them is not elevators. Yeah. Now there's a new elevator guy, and everyone's like, screw this guy. We, his what name an doesn't run. Interesting...
1: <laughs> well, I, I feel like America does that. Like people will just enter like the the public consciousness. Like when I moved here and I watch a lot of survivor and a lot of shows like that, every ad- advert is for Jacobian Myers. Every, <laughs> advert is for that one law firm
2: Jacoby yeah. and Myers mm-hmm. well and now you just plugged it I, <laughs> I know I mean
3: <laughs> if anything's catchy it it stays with you there's some mattress stores that I know about that I shouldn't know about
2: Yeah, America is just a—it's just a bunch of dumb dumb. So we're we're just like, does it rhyme?
3: Does it rhyme? Is it a
2: jingle? (laughs) Is the t-shirt comfortable? And I'm behind her. There you go. And how crazy that that is your thing Mm -hmm. is elevators. Yeah, yeah.
1: Is her face kind of like? Do the doors close right in the center of her face, and they open, and her like? No, she's. it's like in the mm. corner where I think elevators
3: as in general have to... Maybe oh, it's a our state listeners s-
2: just wandered off.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's a state by the same thing. It tells you how many people are allowed in that uh-huh. elevator and what the maximum weight is. Mm-hmm. And then it basically says this elevator was inspected by... Cherry Berry. Berry. <laughs> Berry.
2: So Cherry went out there with her little you know tape measure i don't know
3: or she just (laughs) signs off on the rules
2: binoculars maybe
3: maybe she has people or had people under her that went out and did that but she's like i signed off on
2: the rules of this elevator (laughs) i love her (laughs) she signed off on that on that uh firefighter helmet button that's right whenever i see that button in an elevator with the little firefighter cap i always think if i push it will one lower onto my head
3: (laughs) i've never (laughs) i don't think i've thought about that
2: well you start thinking about it because what a great fun thing if you could press a button and have a little firefighter cap on
3: have y'all ever been stuck in an elevator yes but can i just say
1: the reason i've been silent for 30 seconds is i googled cherry berry and i just want to say that in 2007 Uh a a musician called dan bryke recorded a song called cherry berry about (laughs) the gal in the elevator (laughs) (laughs) we gotta we gotta find it and then they they played it on the radio and cherry berry is quoted saying about the song i just think it rocks
3: Oh, see, <laughs> Cherry Berry's having a good time with her fame in North Carolina. This yeah. song, y'all, I could, her, her voice probably is very like, y'all, this song rocks. I love it. Yeah. I listen to it all the time. <laughs> the
1: gal in the elevator.
2: Y'all. Buy a t shirt and buy my new album. <laughs>
3: <laughs> she's retired now because she's just going around you know she made all that elevator cash (laughs) yeah
2: she's selling merch (laughs) there's nothing
1: sweeter than elevator cash
3: that's right i got stuck in an elevator with my mom and three strangers okay
1: what happened tell Uh, it it was
3: in south carolina so jerry barry wasn't in charge (laughs) oh wait thomas has the song before we get into that
1: let's hear the song okay
3: <laughs> I want the way I gotta trust you. See, because she's oh in my. charge of the elevator.
1: Uh, cherry Ooh, Berry. Six comments. <laughs> my love for you is so scary.
2: So.
3: Honestly, it's more of a jam than I expected. I expected like a
2: folk song. I know it's uh, right on the nose. I was I thought for sure. You thought it was is... like a British Yeah. Oh, Charitari Oh, my love for you scary.
1: What are those six comments I got in Up
3: And honestly if her political views don't line up with ours, I apologize in
2: advance. <laughs> me too, me too. I'll have to get the tattoo removed that I just got of her name. Let's see what the um comments were. Oh my god
1: okay these are the comments on this on the cherry berry song Mm -hmm. this song perfectly encapsulates my loves for the commissioner her protective (laughs) and watchful gaze fills me with an almost motherly warmth knowing that she is personally watching over my safety while on the elevator oh my
3: gosh (laughs) too funny
1: Uh, all hail the elevator queen cherry berry you lift me up you let me down i love you and then someone commented perfectly said i think us folks in north carolina had too much time on our hands yeah it seems like it Us folks. <laughs> wait so you got stuck in an elevator with your with your mom
3: yeah it was i was doing a show in south carolina this was probably like seven years ago and it was like a a, a crazy evening there was all these weddings and they were having like 20 people in the elevator at a time and i think it just like made the elevator peter out Mm-hmm. And we got in it, and it just stopped. And we were like, "Uh oh my God!" We were in there probably about an hour. No, no. yeah, no. Had to call the fire department. Uh, did you press the fire hat button? <laughs> I did, and no. <laughs> guess what? No hat came out.
2: So wait, ha- did anybody? There were twenty people in there. No,
3: thank God. We the twenty people had just gone thank up. Thank you, God and it came mm-hmm. back down for us and it was me and my mom and like three or four strangers. Anybody have a meltdown? My mom was about to have a panic <laughs> attack. Mm-hmm. And, and she did was did you like, talk her down? Um, yeah, I was just like, it's okay. We're gonna, it's gonna be fine. And I, I was like calling the hotel front desk, like we're in your elevator. <laughs> So you, you had
2: cell service? I had cell service. Okay, that's
1: good. Yeah. And
2: so you were not spiraling. You were just like, we're in no yeah. uh, immediate danger. Yeah. I, I would
3: have been more concerned if like, the, the elevator was like showing signs of falling or something. Uh-huh. But yeah. it just felt like we were stuck yeah. between floors. So
2: I was okay. Living hell. But
3: it is weird. You start looking at these strangers and being like, how long are we all going to be in here together? Who's eating yeah. who?
2: yeah yeah yeah
3: Yeah. and that and i have to take care of my mom yeah Mm
2: -hmm. would you have eaten your mom yeah would you no i would have probably started with a stranger right yeah that makes more sense yeah yeah. how would how would well let's not get into the weird (laughs) details um may tell us about (laughs) i've been stuck in one too and it was yeah
1: maybe 45 minutes or something it was me my my ex-fiance her mom her eight months pregnant sister and her 90 year old grandmother. Oof. And uh, it was so stressful. And I I immediately started trying to force everyone to play games to take our mind off it. <laughs> I think it made it worse. It was no. like, guys, let's play improv games. Let's do one, one word at a time. Oh, and uncle Peter was in there who,
2: Oh, how is he? You know,
1: <laughs> he's not great. Um, yeah. So we were doing one word at a time, make a story. And we were going around in a circle and it's like, Once upon a time, some people were stuck in And it gets to Uncle Peter, and he just goes, pass.
2: Pass. (laughs) Oh, no, some people passed? (laughs) See, that's how I would read it. I thought you were going to say you immediately just started eating everybody. (laughs) Immediately. Yeah, well... (laughs)
0: Figure Lending LLC DBA Figure. Equal Opportunity Lender. NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
3: I definitely would not want to be stuck in the elevator with, like, my partner's family. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I really was worried about peeing. I really, you know, I pee quite a lot.
3: I mean, my wife's family's cool, but, like, the like if we had a 90-year-old grandma with us and a random uncle we don't know very well, that would not be ideal. Why? I don't know because you're like still trying to like keep it together and not show them your like panic Uh situation, right? And some some people act like a a fool when they're in a crisis and then crisis averted and then you go... (laughs) We're all cool, right, guys?
1: I know. Well, so my fear, first of all, they saw that my first go-to crisis response was improv. See? (laughs) Improvisational comedy, which is hell. Then also, there were diapers in there, because there is a toddler, but luckily the toddler wasn't, had gone, taken the stairs with someone else.
2: Well, that would have been perfect for you, who have to go to the bathroom all the time. I know. That's what
1: I was imagining, that I was going to have to, in front of my girlfriend's whole family pee in a diaper
3: (laughs) was this the beginning of the end of the
1: relationship no it was no it was like if if anything in the end i think it brought us closer together
3: oh okay yeah i have to say i didn't even know you were had been engaged at one point
1: i was yeah 20 to 25 i was with a really wonderful person
2: yeah five years but then you were like you're awesome but i gotta go
1: Yeah, we lived in different countries. By the end, yeah, we also that's
2: young. Yeah, we're still Mm -hmm. really good friends.
1: In fact, I still am friends with Uncle Peter, and well, well, I go to they still invite me to their cottage, and it's like probably my my healthiest relationship and also my healthiest breakup
2: is with Uncle Peter. Is with Uncle Peter. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uncle Peter and I remain friends. I'll tell you, I, I I got
2: stuck in an elevator briefly when I was dating this woman in DC and the elevator stopped. And I always thought, why does everyone freak out with an elevator stopping? Mm. You know, no big deal. And the elevator stopped and I was a little like, uh, what happened? Like like, uh, really started to unravel kind <laughs> of. Really? Right away? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was probably after a minute or two, I was yeah. like, uh, all the fun is gone. I need to get out. Yeah. And, uh, and then it mm-hmm. got moving. And, uh, but then I was really challenged about a year ago. Mm. I got stuck in a bathroom <gasps> in my hotel room. Oh, fuck. For 30 minutes. Stop. And mm. I really learned something about myself. What did and you learn? I am claustrophobic. Oh, And my. I, unraveled. Oh, wow. Yeah. And and in fact, this whole year I've been dealing with coming back from what that did. What? Yeah. How did you mm-hmm. ultimately get out? Oh, interesting. Oh my gosh. It was it's one of those, you know, pocket doors that close and latch. Yes, yeah. I could not it was just spinning and uh-huh. wouldn't undo the latch. Yeah. And Ugh. Yeah. Uh, I was kicking the door, hitting the door, I was yelling, and then I was thinking, okay, maybe I could just, I mean, this is true, I didn't know what to do, and I just thought, okay, yeah. maybe I could just get in the shower and take a shower, and um, I, I didn't, yeah. none of it makes sense, but I was truly like, <laughs> oh you know i i didn't know what to just do to and i didn't have my phone in there and i had yeah. just taken a shower and so i thought i was fine before i knew the door was locked and i was taking a shower so maybe i'll just get in the shower right. and i had a show like i was supposed to be on stage in like an hour so i oh thought well God. somebody's going to come look for me yeah but mm-hmm. yeah all the kicking and taking breaks and then it was truly like a miracle happened the door pops open and just slides open i thought i was hallucinating i reached out and was like what (laughs) what just happened
1: oh my god and then you had to go on stage like half an hour later Yeah, that's wild fucked up and
2: well yeah and i called stephanie backstage i was so emotional i was so emotional and I called her right before I got on stage. I burst into tears. I mean, oh, I was no. so, it, it really Aww. disturbed me. And wow. um, yeah. And then I went on stage and I just thought, okay, well, I can just go on stage and do my regular show and and it'll be fine. I, and then I mm-hmm. walk up to the microphone and I'm like, I was just locked in a bath, yeah. I mean, I immediately went into it and, <laughs> and I did like 10 minutes on yeah. it and i've i've jokingly thought well maybe i'll just release that as the hello good evening i was stuck in a bathroom um,
1: yes yeah yeah, yeah. follow yeah. up to my cancer yeah.
2: show um but yeah i've truly been in like heavy therapy over what that did and what that uh yeah what that means and yeah wow Mm-hmm.
3: is that like flashing back when you're in a small like a yeah yeah it, ha- yeah. it, it i
2: i've uh, the anxiety attacks i've never gone through that but i'm i'm coming uh-huh. through them finally but i was uh-huh. having three to five a day that were over the top Whoa. And wow it's crazy how that can trigger something like it that. really yeah. did so it was um it's been hard for me to be in elevators right sometimes on planes sometimes having a mask on the planes Uh, thing i get yeah
1: Yeah. i know we have to get to the question but i have a related thing that that when i was in rehab there was this kid Mm -hmm. called benji and he never spoke and everyone just was like benji's not going to speak just don't ask him to speak whatever months went by and we just got used to benji just being around and and not speaking and then we were doing group therapy and we were going around in a circle and we were saying why we thought we used drugs like what the reason was and everyone was kind of like had vague answers and you know it feels good Mm -hmm. or my parents did it or Mm -hmm. whatever and then we get to Benji and we just assume he's not going to speak like usual and he just starts speaking and tells this story and it um, was crazy to hear his voice after so long and he goes I was cat sitting for my parents friends and his parents lived friends lived in like a massive house in Toronto and it was so big that it had an elevator Mm -hmm. in it He's meant to be there from Friday to Sunday. He was 15 and he gets in on the Friday night on the elevator and the elevator breaks down and it's pitch oh black, the lights off and he has a pack of cigarettes, a lighter, no oh phone god. and he's in there till Sunday night and he's like, no. "Oh my yeah. god." And he's like, "That's why I do drugs." And we were all kind of like, "Yeah, fair enough." <laughs> like, that Jeez. you don't come back from that.
2: Ah. Yeah. Isn't that I
1: wild? Mean, even though it's not even that long, but Yeah. It in, is. It is in the dark. In the in
2: darkness for the that 30 long minutes that I was yeah. in that bathroom. You went uh, to all kinds of places. I cannot even begin to tell
1: you. That's so primal. It's like when your bo- your body wants to not be somewhere, but it is not able to leave like yeah Yeah. wow
2: I've had that experience as well I've had hints of this issue like one time when I was hospitalized I I was so I had anxiety because of the pain and being Mm -hmm. stuck in the hospital bed that I wanted to rip the lines out of my arms and Mm -hmm. just but that created that same kind of trapped feeling yeah and, and they couldn't get me the relief i needed and so it just kept escalating huh. but anyway escalating um like an escalator. <laughs> yes if only i was on an escalator cherry Berry. But, um, but you yeah. know what <laughs> speaking of drugs i've never done any sort of hallucinogenic things i haven't either but i after this happened to me i did a three-month microdosing mm. of mushrooms to help me through ah. this past year and did of, it help uh, i believe it did i'm i'm yeah. in a i've i would say in the past month i've come to a completely different place yeah
1: i've been hearing more about people doing that lately mm-hmm. it's gonna be massive yeah. it's already kind of like a lot of official medical places are gonna are starting yeah. to use it but it's prohibitively expensive but it's gonna it's gonna be revolutionary i think
2: yeah yeah well, well I wasn't it was a revolutionary th- this,
1: this episode is brought to you by macardise and, this,
3: cherry, and cherry
2: Berry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she has her own uh, flavor of mushrooms yeah. that's right yeah. It's berry flavored yeah <laughs> that's right fortune <laughs> Well it's or it's cherry flavor yeah.
3: that's true yeah Eddie. uh what if today's question is have you ever been stuck in an elevator
1: <laughs> and we're like well <laughs> well we could repeat all this all over again would it have been funny if so when you said it's berry flavored and then you said it could have been cherry flavored would it have been funny if i said or chair flavored nah i'm
2: glad i didn't say it i mean am <laughs> so glad you, we'll I'm glad have to see we'll have to see our listeners will let us know <laughs>
3: I was like, what if I had said that? (laughs) Glad I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, shall we get to our question?
2: Yes, yes. Today's question comes in from an award winning actor who you know from the TV shows Deadwood, House of Cards, and Fear the Walking Dead, as well as the movies Gone Girl, Thank You for Smoking, and most recently, The Good Nurse. It's Kim Dickens, folks. Woo. Yeah. Nice. Kim has
4: this question for the handsome pod. Hi, this is Kim Dickens. My question is, is there an early childhood memory that you have that for some reason pops up a lot for you? Like it can be a significant memory or just like some random childhood memory, but it shows up often like weekly or biweekly or monthly. But it's like, why is this? Do I always recall this memory?
3: Mm-hmm. Oh wow.
1: Mhm. Mm. I might have to think about that for a second. It's weird cuz I feel like in our jobs like I'm always like desperately trying to mine my trying to comb through my past being like I hope there's something funny in there and and so I I'm actively pulling stuff up all the time. I'm trying to think if there's one that pops in unbidden like
2: I have a memory that I think about a lot and it's and it's like elementary school embarrassing. Nice. But it's not, it's not really embarrassing. But it's just such a funny thing of what happened? Why did I think this? Mm -hmm.
4: Um,
2: I went home one day. In fact, I just told my sons this story when I put them to bed at night. They like to hear stories. And it's, they want to hear a story from like, your life. I love that. I love that. And so... Uh, this isn't even that interesting of a story but I I just recently shared it with them and I was like okay well one time when I was in elementary school and I think I was in like maybe first or second grade something like that I um went home and told my mother that all of the kids in our classes got the teachers plants that are on their uh desks and that we have to get plants for all of my teachers and my mother's like oh gosh okay uh, we don't we didn't know how we missed this note <laughs> yeah. that went home uh. and so my mother went out and got whatever six or seven plants and um and we drove up to the school together and we were delivering them to all the teachers and um there was never nobody (laughs) nobody told yeah the kids to get the teachers plants i don't know how i thought that everybody got the teacher a plant do you think you did think that or you just wanted to? i did what? i did think it i wasn't even being funny oh, so or yeah. doing some because i certainly have always enjoyed a a prank that plays out yeah uh, there was nothing like that <laughs> it was just there was some misunderstanding or i saw some maybe a kid gave uh-huh. a teacher a plant and i was like <gasps> i didn't get my teacher a plant oh my God. and so how many plants do you think you guys bought I think it was like six oh or seven, no matter because there were so many different teachers. You know, <laughs> you go to math class and oh my god, you know English class, and so I, um, my mother parks the car and we get out and we're carrying all these plants in and go around. And what delivering. was their reaction? Just like thank you, this is so nice, but what is this about? Oh my <laughs> god! And uh, my mother and I was watching my mother say to the teachers, "Oh well, Tig told me." <laughs> And I was sitting there, everything started to come crashing down. Oh and the teachers were like, well, no, we, we didn't instruct the kids <laughs> to, to bring us plants. <laughs> and then I was just left like, well, I don't know. I don't know. where You're <laughs> like, well, enjoy your plants. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So everyone a, got a plant, and they're left. like,
1: "God, now I gotta water this thing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Did the other kids like notice and make fun of you, or, or no? so this embarrassment just lives deep in like that? The memory, obviously.
2: Well, it's not haunting. It's not like a, a deep embarrassment. It's just at the time yeah. in first grade or second grade, I was like, "Oh gosh, what?" A- What did I misunderstand? Like, how did we end up in this situation (laughs) where my mother is going with me room to room delivering a plant? An unwanted plant that you went... An unwanted plant. You went to a plant
1: (laughs) store, you chose them
2: out. Yeah, we we picked out the plants, loaded up the car, drove them up to school and delivered them all uh, for nothing. Were you generally liked by
1: teachers? Like, were you...
2: Yeah, even though I failed three grades and dropped out, I have that whole history, but I was oddly liked Mm -hmm. by my teachers. Yeah. And in fact, I'm still in touch with and close with my vice principal, who I was often sent to. Yeah, (laughs) truly.
1: I'm in touch with my grade one teacher, Mrs. Reiki. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, I
3: love that story. I'm uh, Facebook friends with a few teachers. Some I'm wosu, and some I learned during the insurrection (laughs) were. (laughs) On.
1: <laughs> that's always such a bummer you're catching up with someone and then at the very end they throw in a little comment like well you know i start going putting two to two together
2: i was like
3: wait oh no well, oh. well at least you could put
2: two and two together i mean thanks, <laughs> thanks to thanks the qanon to teachers <laughs> I had this actually, she was never my teacher, but she was a teacher at the school who my vice principal encouraged to, you know, spend time with me to kind of try and encourage me to be interested in school. And Mm -hmm. she, I was close with her because she would take me out to lunch and just whatever, spend time. But she was so conservative. Mm very religious very conservative yeah and then years later she sent me i guess a friend request on social media and uh and then i started to see just this wildly different person on social Mm -hmm. media where she's like trans rights and black lives matter and like all of these things and i i reached out to her and i've seen her when i've been back in town but we went to lunch and i just i told stephanie i said i want to sit down and ask her because you know how people can kind of you can miss the gap when they became something new and then they'll Mm -hmm. deny that they were ever something else yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and i said to stephanie i really want to go to lunch with her and just ask her very directly what made her change. And also to acknowledge that I remember certain things she would say and do. Yeah. And I, I wanted to see if she was going to own mm-hmm. the th- things she said or did before. Yeah. And did you? And I did. And I, oh my God, this is so juicy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so we sat down. And I just said, I, I have this question that I want to ask you and, and I asked her just point blank, and she completely owned it and said, yeah, I said these things. I did these things. I thought these things. I believe these things. Mm. Mm-hmm. just a completely different vibe. So was there
1: like a particular incident or a family member? Or did she just?
2: Yeah, the shift? Yeah, she said that. Um, and I believe that this is, in fact, I'm she will listen to this episode she she follows <laughs> most things that I'm up to but I believe what she said was that she was raised in this environment and so she just mm-hmm. took on these ideas and values and uh, this belief system I mean she's still a religious person but she you cannot find somebody more in support of but where does that come from like what changed? Yeah, what
1: changed and made her more accepting?
2: I guess there wasn't a particular... That's what I was asking her. Was was there a pivotal moment in your life? Like, was she visited by three ghosts at Christmas? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She's like, well, I'm trying to think. There were those three ghosts, but... Those three handsome ghosts. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I I feel like I I did press her for what, what specific thing happened, and I don't remember hearing... Anything other than getting out and um seeing the world and yeah evolving, meeting yeah. people that's yeah. kind of
1: more admirable. Like if it you know, it's not that like a family member came out and she was forced to reckon with it. It's like she just was a curious minded enough person that she could yeah. go out and find these new opinions and then challenge her her beliefs. That's cool.
2: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's uh I'm I'm endlessly impressed. Let's get her a plant. <laughs> yes let's get her a
1: plant <laughs> uh, good callback thanks but also there there is something it's always weird when your parent enters your school like it's worlds colliding mm-hmm. <clears throat> like when, when your parent enters the world of your school for whatever like parent teacher night or like mm-hmm. to clear out your locker or whatever it's a weird it's a weird feeling
2: yeah mm-hmm. it is especially when there's like parent teacher conferences without plants Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Uh, Waiting
1: for my phone to ring. And because my parents would go to parent teacher conferences. And I'd know that I hadn't done that I'd been lying for months. Like I hadn't done any of the homework. Mm -hmm. I'd been coming up with elaborate lies about what we were doing in those classes. Like, Mm -hmm. because my mom was hyper vigilant about academics. And so I would just make up these like dig myself into these holes like, oh, no, this this term we're actually not doing any work because we're all <laughs> studying archaeology and we're digging up a bone. And then they'd go, and I'd know the shit was gonna hit the fan. And, and they would always <laughs> say that, well, "Well, we're going out for dinner after, and we'll call the house from the restaurant phone." Oh, yeah, because they'd know how wow. anxious I was. And then they'd call me and they'd say, "We're gonna talk when we get home." I was, oh,
2: <laughs> I, yeah. I remember telling my mother and my stepfather that. um, we i i mean i was just across the board failing everything and it was inevitable that they were going to find out that i once again had straight f's (laughs) and and they'd be like where's your report card and i'd say oh we didn't get him again today (laughs) and it's like meanwhile my brother brought his home from the exact same school yeah. And, uh, and and it's like, how I was just buying another day each time. Yeah, yeah. And I think it only lasted like three days, but...
3: I was such a nerd. I was like, perfect attendance, oh, making A's, overachiever, my mom was like all right good for you and i'm
1: like thank you
2: (laughs) (laughs) yummy thank
1: you that feels good that compliment
2: (laughs) that's why i do what i do to get all this good feedback mommy dearest
3: (laughs) now can you please stay at home and not go see your boyfriend this weekend yeah i i uh i don't have any like specific childhood like thing that is recurring mm-hmm. to me like I, the only thing that's recurring to me is my grandmother mm. in different ways like she's just always very present she died when i was 18 mm. uh the day after i moved to college and she's a big part of my childhood like my parents were always working and she i just kind of was her shadow so i have these like visions of her drive she would like pick up my friends and i from like junior high and drive us we had to go to the high school for like track practice and mm-hmm. she would point out like the trees and she'd be like oh that's a cherry tree cherry and that's berry. a no, and cherry tree yeah. <laughs> and uh that's an oak tree but my and i remember thinking like i was so embarrassed as a kid by everything like anything but i was never embarrassed by anything my grandmother did i'd be like yeah that's a that's an oak tree <laughs> oh. and my friends in the back seat would be like okay uh- <laughs> 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 we would have like sleepovers at her house and uh she would like teach us how to make mints like you know like very old-fashioned how do you things. make mints I don't know like those like the creamy mints Wait, you know like, like
1: mint M I N T S yeah yeah whoa yeah I want to uh-huh. know
3: I don't well god I don't know it's like so long ago but there was like a recipe to make those like creamy
2: wait mints. and then she died and now we won't know we'll never know I know it went
3: <laughs> the recipe died with her <laughs> but she would also her big thing was cutting flowers out of her garden and um, she would go all over town, like, to the bank tellers and to the librarians, to the school secretaries, and she would give them plants and roses oh, and things man. like that. And they loved it. So that always stood out for me, like, that act of doing that on a regular basis, I thought was... Yeah Like, she was just a very selfless woman. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so I have visions of her... That pop up pretty regularly of her just doing things that were so like simple mm-hmm. and like, you know, feeding the birds and, you know, like, I don't know, that that, that like small stuff yeah. that was meaningful.
2: And um, do you feel like you got something from her? Like, do you try to emulate her?
3: Yeah, I mean she was a huge influence on me. She's who wanted me to be named Fortune. Mm. Oh no way. Yeah, it's her cuz it's my middle name and um it was her uh grandma it was her mother's maiden name. And she just always, I just always felt like she kind of knew me before I knew myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she had that unconditional love for me that kind of, that kind of thing you need to get through your childhood. Yeah. She gave to me. So yeah, she's a a big influence. So she's just always kind of like here Mm -hmm. on my shoulder in a weird way, like that memory. What was her name? Um. Her name was Evelyn. Oh, oh Evelyn. And I Evelyn. called her na- I called her Nana. Oh man. And so I think about her like I, it's weird when I see like a beautiful tree in bloom, mm-hmm. I'm like I like drive drive by it and I think about her like, Nana. like or if I see like roses in like a jar or mm-hmm. something, like a homemade situation. Yeah. Just those little things like that I think about her and try to remember like
1: to be a little bit more thoughtful with the little things. Mm-hmm love it i was gonna also talk about like my grandma's house pops up in my dreams a lot i have all my dreams mainly take place at this one house in england and oh, interesting yeah, yeah and and also my dad's dreams and we're all like stuck in this house that doesn't exist anymore but my dad grew up in that house and my grandma lived there till she was super old and they just rented it but it, i guess it was like the longest house in the family like mm-hmm. like we all have just rented and we moved around a lot but yeah, my grandma was like not I wouldn't say nurturing in the way Evelyn sounds like she was, <laughs> but she was wild and she was like a huge because we'd go every Christmas and it just felt kind of glamorous and exciting because she was an agent and she would an agent. Yeah. Like, yeah an what a, is that? like, like an agent, like an actor's agent. Oh, for actors. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. And she was just like fun and um, always was like the breadwinner in the family and just work like going out to dinner and she she spent money like she didn't have a penny to her name when she died but she she lived like she was a real yeah yeah, she wanted to party and like she loved men and like (laughs) she really encouraged me to do comedy and stuff and she was hilarious herself and kind of could be very cutting and like she, uh-huh. I just was actually looking through like old emails that she'd sent me, in the sort of she's like, "Hey, bitch, hey, <laughs>
2: bitch." <laughs> 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 like grandma, did she did she rep anybody of note? <laughs> Tons of people, yeah. Like, I
1: mean, her funeral was like what an event it was like. But there were sort of British people like Alan Bennett and Tom Stoppard and these like writers mm-hmm. and they're all British actors and stuff. Tiger grandma was like in it. She, yeah, she was. And she kept working right up till when she died almost. And she was an agent like to her core. Like that was her whole reason yeah. for being. And she loved like pushing other people to success. And I was living with her when she was dying and I was kind of the main caregiver. I was living in England and my fiance had gone back to, to Toronto and I had to call the ambulance one night. They come and pick her up and She's in the back of the ambulance and it's like chaos, like bad times. Like she's on a ventilator and stuff. And then she, she's trying to say something in the back of the ambulance. And we're all like, what, what, what is it? And she like takes off the oxygen mask and she goes, May, tell them about your comedy. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> oh my God. She's like always thought I could get, yeah, Yeah, she's like, you could, you don't know who they know. That you could get, <laughs> May, tell them about your comedy. But she was fucking funny and she she one time she was really good at that's what she said jokes like Mm. uh I don't know but she'd always say said the vicar to the call girl (laughs) like (laughs) I was teaching her how to use a, a laptop and I said you know so the the mouse pad is actually in the laptop so Mm -hmm. you know you could have an external mouse and i said some people like it in their hand and she said the vicar to the call girl
3: it's
2: crazy
1: (laughs) god i want to be like your grandma yeah in the emails that i just found she wrote in an email this beautiful story where because she sort of got scared about heaven and hell before right before she died because she'd she was a big sinner you know (laughs) but in a fun way so she started "Uh to think that maybe (laughs) isn't that fucking tragic in the just in the final years of her life was suddenly like oh god i better go to church just in case so she was going to church with this woman called allison who was like a meek little mouse of a sort of church woman Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe she even had a position in the church and she would come and take my grandma to church and it which was really nice and have tea with her and stuff and my grandma wrote me in an email I was I went to ch I went to the accent she's like I went to church with Allison and no I do the accent yeah, do th-
3: we want the accent <laughs> yes. we want to picture grandma <laughs> no, I can't
2: you are great You've at been it. doing it. Take I, a deep breath and let's get back. your grandma
3: because of this <laughs> accent.
2: Okay, so she, now it's just Mae Martin's face telling us a story. Yeah, with, we yeah, were a that's grandma. True.
4: Yeah, and she's
1: keep in mind she's like five feet tall, and and so she's like, um, Allison took me to church, and I we, we stood up to sing the hymn, and I couldn't find the hymn in my hymn book, and I was fumbling with the hymn book, and then Allison took it out of my hands, and she passed me her handbook and it had the, it was open to the correct page and i thought if she does one more thing like that i'm gonna fucking strangle her <laughs>
3: <laughs> see picture grandma the whole time yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but i thought she was telling this lovely story about this and she actually was like <laughs> fuck you strangle
3: her. <laughs> see grandma she was who she was till the end mm. even though yeah. she was having these doubts totally you can't change who you are no yeah, and
1: you know what's like similar to your teacher to, like she had a sort of change of like when she was in the hospital at the very end and she asked to see the chaplain or whatever the mm-hmm. hospital chaplain mm-hmm. and she comes in and it's like quite clearly a trans woman like a, a sort of maybe even like recently transitioned trans woman and my grandma's eyes just kind of widen and, and then um, they have their session and then the chaplain leaves and my grandma's like so, what's going on there? And I, so I just sort of explained <laughs> and she was like, "Okay." And she just and then became quite close with this chap And Yeah.
3: Was, oh, interesting. Yeah. How long ago did your grandmother die?
1: 2012. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I was really lucky that when that I when I moved to England, I ended up I had a, a couple of good years hanging yeah. out there a lot. Yeah.
2: Yeah, she sounds fascinating, hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My my grandmother worked at a gift shop in a For what? Uh, in a a Hilton hotel in Jackson, Mississippi. And she also rented Avis Rent-A-Cars. No way. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And so when my brother and I would go out there for the summers, we of course wanted all of the toys at the gift shop yeah and she of yeah. course would give us all of the toys at the gift shop that she needed to sell that's a sweet hookup yeah and you were driving an
3: avis rent car <laughs> age 12.
2: <laughs> but it's so crazy to think back on how there were no video games there was nothing yeah it was the 70s and my brother and i loved going my grandmother's name was mildred i mean i had two grandmothers, but this particular Mm. one. We loved going and hanging out in Mildred's gift shop (laughs) while she worked. And we were just (laughs) hanging out, playing with the toys at the gift shop. Then I'd go back to my mother's house just with a whole new suitcase full of toys and stuffed animals. <laughs>
1: oh my god, that feeling when you're a kid and you covet something, mm-hmm. and yeah, or like like you go to like the museum gift shop after the museum and you see like some tiny piece of like garbage yeah. that you're like I must <laughs> have it, and you're gonna lose it in three hours, but yeah in the moment yeah all your toys are like welcome to jackson
3: jackson beautiful
2: (laughs) (laughs) welcome to jackson avis at the hilton hotel now fortune you've mentioned that um you don't like a lot of things but when you were Mm -hmm. little did you uh like things then and then grow out of it or have you always been a little like "Eh, nothing for me thank you i didn't ever i just want marbles (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
3: I didn't. I didn't want like a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. I, but if I had my eyes set on like one thing, I really wanted that thing. Because mm-hmm. another memory that popped up for me when Kim asked that was one of those uh, gift exchange. Mm-hmm. You know, like a Christmas where you like pick a number. Yeah. I think my Girl Scout troop did it, mm-hmm. and you like get your th- present. Mm-hmm. But then anyone after you can like swap, mm-hmm. and they can be like, "No, I want your present." Yeah, oh, that's- and I hated that game. Vicious. I hated it. We doesn't feel
2: like a game. I know. <laughs> I've
3: got like a marker set and I hated everyone else's present, <laughs> like that they had been open so far, but I was like super into this set of markers. And I remember someone took it from me. And I was like, no!
1: I mean, they, they're allowed to just take it?
3: Yeah, if someone's... Yep, yeah, that's the, the game. game. Is like if, oh. if, if someone behind you wants your present, they can... Then you go pick another present and I got like a something, you know, girly or something. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't want anything else, but I was like, really wanted that marker set. And I remember like, this game fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: that is brutal. I am so sorry you went through that. I'm sorry too. Yeah.
3: But yeah, I didn't have like a lot of stuff, but Mm -hmm. I was like, if if I zeroed in on something, I was
1: like all about that thing, but like obsessive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was like the, like the big toy when I was a kid was Furbies came out that like in the mid 90s, I guess, like, you mm-hmm. f- remember those guys Furbies? They were weird little sort of
2: penguin. I, I, I don't think I had a
1: Furby.
3: Yeah,
2: I was like I said, in the 70s, where it was yeah. just like candy cigarettes. and Yeah, which are great.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would have been 80s. Yeah, growing up in the 80s, it would have been like, gosh, like GI Joe and Barbie and stuff. Mm-hmm. Slinky's pretty good. Slinky was popular.
2: Slinky now, though, you give it to a kid and it like goes down the stairs once. They're like, cool, and they're like, that's it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so true. Yeah, a Slinky <laughs> we- is nothing now. It was nothing then. Yeah, we just hadn't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we just had nothing else to yeah.
3: do. We played outside all day. We like leave our house and didn't come back till like
1: nighttime mm-hmm. on the weekend. That's Same. so fun. I played a lot of just intensely involved imaginary games, like make believe games with Sylvanians, these little like uh animal families that you know, oh. about the size of a f- of a finger. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh yeah, they would all have really dark plots and stuff, but I would make I'd make whole worlds and I'd be like desperate to finish eating dinner so I could run back and like <laughs> save the kidnapped child from the or like whatever horrible thing was happening. I,
2: I had this uh <laughs> just the minutiae of um playing like that. Yeah. That, um uh-huh. I, I, I got into as well. Oh, which you did? Was, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I first of all had so many stuffed animals from my grandmother's shop. Of course. And <laughs> of course. um <laughs> and then I would I had this restaurant that all of the stuffed animals Could not wait to eat at. And so (laughs) I would line them up. This is down the restaurant. Yes. They would all be lined up, patiently waiting down the hallway to get into the room where (laughs) um, I had, you know, little plates and forks and everything and fake food. And so I had a table of four. And four stuffed animals would, I'd I'd take the time to walk them each in and, and be seated and then they would order the food from me and I would write it all down and then I would go in and I'd start cooking and then I'd come back out and like have them have their conversations and oh I was just, God. it was so exhausting, but it took hours and I would make sure every single last one of those stuffed animals were fed. Oh, wow,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: went through the whole thing. The whole yeah. like getting, I'm
1: imagining you like getting off your shift, working at the restaurant at the end of the night, just oh, exhausted. Exhausted. <laughs> <and> like...
2: Exhausted. <laughs> I didn't have time to throw a slinky down the stairs. Yeah. No. <laughs> Do you, did they ever like you run out of what they ordered or like they're not happy with their meal, they're sending it back? No, because here's the thing. I never ran out because it was fake food and I could right. reuse it. Oh, yeah. we're smart. <laughs> and luckily they always ordered like a can of peas. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, just all of the things that I happened to have.
1: But wait, yeah. your, your kids also do fake restaurants, right? Because I saw either you or Stephanie posted on Instagram the menu that they made. and mm, mm-hmm. One of the things they ordered that was on the menu was like milky gray or something milky blue milky oh. blue oh. yeah cracked yeah. me up so yeah they're into fake restaurant too
2: well yeah i guess so they'll, they'll cook they love to cook yeah. and so they'll um you know get out a cookbook and then if we don't have all of the ingredients they'll just kind of make it make improvise yeah they'll improvise and yeah. then um So, in fact, they even hung up a sign that says um, employees only. And so anytime I cross that line and I go into the kitchen, Finn is standing there pointing at the sign. Even when they're not even playing restaurant, he always reminds me that I do not work there. And to please get out of the kitchen.
1: That's a really good
3: hack for a
1: kid, just employees only.
3: Yeah,
2: employees only.
3: Well, let's hear
4: what Kim's... uh, Memory is yeah okay. The memory that I have that recurs all the time for me is when I was about six or seven years old, and I was with my cousin, little Danny. We were at my grandma Rosie's house in Alabama, and the kitchen linoleum floor had just been mopped. And my cousin Danny was was walking towards it, and I said, "You better watch out; that floor's wet." And he goes, "You a lie." And my grandma Rosie, who was very you know Southern Baptist, said, "Don't say lie; say story." And he said, you a story. And right as he has said the word story, his foot hit the wet linoleum and he wiped out. Mm. And oh. I just uh, think about that a lot. And it still makes me laugh. <laughs> oh my God. You you, a uh, you lie? I've
2: never even heard that. You a lie? You a story? You a you lie. You a, st- you a lie. You a oh story. My God.
1: That, I can't believe it was a grandma based memory. It uh-huh. was also. No, right? Yeah. And as she was telling it, I was like, is this. Uh, trauma memory and then she's like i i laugh so hard so i was like, okay <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, wow also my grandma also called rosie oh grandma I, yeah, rosie i was curious what your grandma's name was well, it was rosalind and her clients uh-huh. called her ros and then i called her rosie I, she didn't want to be called grandma or anything she wasn't a very maternally person she and she yeah. was like working she's like call me yeah. Ro- rosie
2: uh, of course, she was Roz at the agency. You got to be I know, Roz. Right? I mean, you're you're not going to be booking a lot through Grandma <laughs> Rosie. Yeah, Grandma <laughs> Rosie. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be Roz. Roz.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So in a way, the story that Kim's hooked on is like that feeling of vindication of like I've mm-hmm. I warned you. It's mm-hmm.
2: it's a wet linoleum. Yeah, that's interesting because she's stuck on that. Why am I stuck on? Delivering plants to <laughs> for no reason to my teachers. I mean, no. what am I? What can you read through on that, May? You, you got to heal the shame that binds you. Mm-hmm.
1: There's a book about hey. it, but kill the shame that binds
3: you.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And Kim needs to,
2: um well, maybe need some of your shame. <laughs> 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 I wish all three of our grandmothers were agents, like hard-nosed agents, where it's like Roz, Evelyn, and Mildred. (laughs) They start their own agency? That would be amazing.
3: That would be so Can that be a TV show, actually, like our version of the Golden Girls? Yeah. But these three ladies have a talent agency. They could even be... um,
2: Ghosts, ghost agents, ghost agents, and <laughs> I feel like they do sort of good cop,
1: bad cop. Like mm-hmm. Evelyn would be the sweet one, but then maybe deep down she's harder than any of them. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And Mildred keeps trying to get people jobs in the gift
2: shop. They're like, "No, I want to be an actor." She's like, "Well, <laughs> well, once you get your job as an actor, Mildred can rent you your Avis rent a car to just straight, yeah, plow on through <laughs> to the to the." <laughs> drive
3: on that studio a lot with yeah pride
2: <laughs> did a lot of your, your toys have the hyatt logo on it well it was the hilton
1: may i'm oh, sorry oh, oh my god oh, anyway. I, <laughs> I'm
2: embarrassed yeah, I, I feel like but, you uh, don't even
1: <laughs> listen to me okay that now is going to be a foundational memory that haunts me yeah the time i said hyatt instead of hilton oh my god yeah i'm gonna yeah. think about that tonight
2: I don't know. I don't. I don't remember the Hilton being on a lot of the things that I owned. You know, I don't yeah. know why anybody would stamp like a Siberian Husky stuffed animal with Hilton.
3: <laughs> Hilton. <laughs> Hilton, unless it was the mascot mm-hmm. of Hilton. This is our Husky mascot,
2: <laughs> and also our Otter mascot. <laughs> 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 And our octopus, whatever you're into, <laughs> that's our mascot It's pretty cool for a hotel
1: to have a gift shop like that, mhm, like
3: the hospitals did too, yeah, yeah.
2: oh my gosh, oh. I, oh. I care so much about you. Last minute thought: I'm going to grab you something at the at the, the gift shop. This metallic balloon. Yeah, while you're on your deathbed, show up empty-handed. <laughs> yeah,
1: and you can just sit and watch this balloon slowly deflate. Yes.
2: Yeah. Well, a big thank you to Kim Dickens for yeah, for thanks, her um, question and answer.
1: Yeah, we're going to start calling people stories
2: if they're mm-hmm. lying. You're a story. You a bah! you a story. Bah!
1: Yeah. story. Well,
2: you know when my, when i was little my mother didn't like the word lie either really mm. yeah and so and i don't know if this is just in my family or if it's other places but she called it fugaboo what
3: i definitely have not heard that in any other family i have never heard
2: that <laughs> yeah she would like, any other families say this <laughs> she would say don't you fugaboo
3: oh you Whoa. little
2: fugabooer whoa mm-hmm. yeah
3: fugaboo.
1: it's like a
2: perversion of fugaboo. fibber like mm-hmm. it's f- yeah fugaboo whoa I love yeah that. I, I truly i was like is this southern is this mississippi is this just my mother is i think it's your mother yeah fugaboo i love those things that you think are universal and you say them on stage <laughs> <laughs> and a a gigantic group <laughs> Say no, no. We don't know no. what Fugabooing is. fugaboo, <laughs>
1: All right. I feel like I learned a lot about you guys in this one. I love hearing about your childhoods. It's.
3: I know. I did like reminiscing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Today focused uh, on
2: school and grandmas. School, grandmas. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to go back to the to the grandmother memory mm-hmm. memory ben. bank. Yeah, yeah. because. I always feel bad for people that don't have good grandmother memories. Yeah. yeah. So suck it. We yeah. Do. We, yeah do. we do. Yeah, we do. The the grandma ghost agency. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Fortune. So before we uh, say goodbye, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Well, coming up, I have some fun shows
3: in Portland, Oregon, Spokane, Washington, Boise, Idaho. Then in mid-October, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Oakland, California, Evansville, Indiana, Dayton, Ohio, Charleston, West Virginia, and around Thanksgiving, Grand Rapids, and Royal Oak, Michigan, Kansas City, and St. Louis, Missouri, and Louisville, Kentucky. And we just added a bunch of shows in Florida after Christmas, St. Petersburg, Orlando, Jacksonville,
1: and West Palm Beach, Florida. Go to fortunefemster.com for tickets. How about you, May? I am tonight at UCB, September 26th, um, doing stand-up. October 10th, I am at the Elysian doing improv with Alana Johnson and Stephanie Allen. And then I'm back at Largo on the 12th for Mae Martin and Friends. And then on the 22nd, I'm doing like a crazy one-off show with my favorite Canadian band, Half Moon Run. I'm so excited. And I'm going to do stand-up and some music, and they're going to play some of their amazing heartfelt Canadian tunes. So please come.
2: For me, I would like to invite everybody to come on out to uh, Breckenridge, Colorado, September 28th, Lacrosse, Wisconsin, October 28th, and Brooklyn, New York, November 4th for my next stand up special taping. And I'll be doing a European tour in October. Go to tignotaro.com for all of those ticket and show details and uh yeah, come on out and I will I'll see you out there on the road. All right, well, I'll see you guys next time. Uh You absolutely will. <laughs> Tell 'em what to do, May. <laughs> Keep
1: it handsome. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Handsome is hosted by me, Tignotaro, Mae Martin, and Fortune Themester. The show is produced, recorded, and edited by Thomas Willette. Email us at handsomepod at gmail.com. Follow us on social media at handsomepod.